Hello, everybody. Welcome to Man Cave Mondays. My name is Dan, and uh, I am excited to have our very, very first official podcast uh, of Man Cave Mondays starting. And let me introduce you to all the guys we have on our panel. Uh, first and foremost, Bobby, how are you doing, sir? I, I'm good. I'm moving forward. Yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, see if we can get some other guys in here. We got Christian. Hello, hello, gentlemen. Hi, gentlemen. And then we got Joe. Hey, guys. And then last but not least, fashionably late, is Alberto. <laughs> hey, Alberto. Hello. How you doing? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Why don't we, real quick, before we dive into tonight's conversation, why don't we maybe go around and explain a little bit about who we are, what our likes, dislikes are. Um, we're talking a lot about DC tonight. If you're a DC person, if you're more a Marvel person, uh, are you a dad? Are you not a dad? Are you married? Not married? Kind of give, it's a man cave Mondays. So give everybody an idea of what kind of a man you are, I guess. That's, that's a deep way of saying that. <laughs> uh, Bobby, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so my name's Bobby. Uh, I am a dad for the last 19 months. Uh, my buddy Dan over here, he, mar he married me to the love of my life, Emily, back in 2016. And I have been a lifelong nerd since 1993 when I picked up my first comic, which was The Death of Superman. And I haven't uh, stopped being a nerd since. I, I don't collect comics as much these days, but uh, I love watching the TV shows, reading the comics, the lores, and picking up the occasional graphic novel. Very cool. All righty, Christian, your turn. All right, my name is Christian. I um, no kids, but I am married. Been married um, to my wife Lexi for a little over two years. Got married in 2018. Um, I have been a nerd as long as I can remember. Um, I remember one of the first like big nerd moments I went was when I went to see um, The Phantom Menace in theaters. Oh, and I, I remember that. I remember that was one of the big like first things I actually got to go see in theaters when I was growing up. And so that was kind of a big kickstart for my love of Star Wars and um, Marvel, DC, pretty much anything. Um, Big, big OG lineup Justice League fan. Green Lantern is my favorite Justice League member, personally. Um, Which so, Green Lantern? I, I, I'm a classic. I'm a classic. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Hal Jordan. You're a Hal Jordan. Hal yeah. Jordan. I'm a Hal right. Jordan. You're a Hal Jordan. Okay. I'm a Hal Jordan, yeah. All right, cool. All right, Joe. Okay, um, I'm Joe. I am a small business owner slash entrepreneur. I got... Became a nerd when I started uh, watching. Um, I'm gonna go way back. Uh, a TV show called uh, Dino Riders. Does ever did you ever watch that? Which Dino one? Riders. Dino Riders. Dino, Dino Riders. Riders. No <laughs> way. You guys remember the show? Dino Riders. Wow, I have not heard that name in a long time. <laughs> you are a nerd. Wow. I thought yeah. this is my jam. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> um, I'm a father of four girls. Here's the silver. <laughs> um, and I've been married to my beautiful wife for two and a half years. We got married January 2018. And so, yeah, uh, I'm not a DC fan. I'm more of a Marvel fan. So 
Um, I might be that against you too much. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you're a gamer too, right? Yep. Through and through. I've been gaming since uh, Atari. Nice. Awesome. Well, we will be talking a lot about gaming stuff throughout the course of this channel too. So awesome. Alberto. Uh, hi again. My name is Alberto. I became a little bit of a geek my fifth birthday when I got my very first console. Um, it was a Best Buy bundle. It was an N64 bundle Pokemon Stadium, and it came with the purple see-through controller. And oh, yeah. that's it. It was just game over from there. My sister and nice. I played those mini games. I, I don't know how many times. I've, I've honestly lost count. And from there, it just started just to snowball uh, into the movies, into the comic book universe, into uh, even just like anime and TV shows. So uh, definitely been loving every single aspect of it. Uh, during this whole quarantine thing, I've been a little bit bummed. haven't been able to go to the usual conventions, pick up all the little memorabilia stuff oh, yeah, that, I, that I'm normally able to pick up during the summers. But definitely, um, definitely, definitely still thankful for my health, though, and thankful just to be able to receive like a bunch of gaming news that's uh, that's more modern nowadays, like Ubisoft's forward thing from earlier today. Um, just just like our previous Man Cave member, uh, not the biggest DC fan, actually not even too much of a Marvel fan. Uh, I love indie comics. Um, Image and Dark Horse, I, right. I, I absolutely do love those singular storylines. Um, recently just finished reading uh, The Fade Out from Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Um, absolutely love it. So anything indie related like that, I'm a huge fan of. Very cool. Awesome. That's the team. Love having you guys here. I'm so glad we could we could uh, start this thing. I'm really excited. So to jump right off, diving in, there's something, something the core, like here's the deal. This COVID thing has been driving me crazy because I feel like there's not much opportunity for me to talk specifically with all of you guys about some crazy stuff that's been going on. Um, you know how much of a fanboy I am. And you? your listeners not as much, but no. I'm a bit of a fanboy. <laughs> There's, let's just say, a particular franchise out there that I have been following for a long time. And there's something that was recently accomplished that everybody was saying could not happen. There's no way it could be done. Absolutely, without a doubt, all the haters, all the naysayers, everybody saying, Dan, you need to just stop already. Just quit while you're ahead. Just accept it for what it is. It's never going to happen. But I'm happy to say, without a doubt, it absolutely 100% has happened. And we're going to talk about it right now. And that is... I made the number one spot on my Star Wars arcade cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> finally hit the number one place. Obi-Wan can suck my, you know what? Your lightsaber. Finally happened. Yeah, suck my lightsaber. Just how, many, how many cheat codes did you need to use? Months and months and months of constantly seeing this right here, this little OBI. Yeah, that's Obi-Wan. Yeah, now he's LB2. No. So, <laughs> but no. Oh, and oh, and by the way, uh, Zack Snyder is getting to have his Justice League 
Oh, uh, I mean, that, that's officially released as well. Secondary, <laughs> you know, I have the leaderboard. Yeah, that's the big, that's the big talking point. To me. The, the leaderboard for me, a very big personal accomplishment. No, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So um, this is officially happening. It's kind of old news, I guess you could say to some degree for a lot of the people out there who have probably heard me on my Facebook page non-stop championing this thing from the beginning but i'm curious just a little bit just a little bit just a little bit um i'm curious what your guys thoughts are um were you big fans of the original movie what were your thoughts when it originally came out did you guys have you all seen the original theatrical justice league movie i'm curious so i saw it we, I took my wife to see it. We tried to buy a car that day. We walked out of the car dealership, so my wife was already in a bad mood. <laughs> then we went to go see the we went to go see Justice League at AMC Naperville. Uh, we bought the nice tickets. We pre-bought our tickets with the nice stereo, and then it gets all the way to the point where the Justice League is fighting Superman. The screen goes black. What the stereo goes black? And then all of a sudden, someone comes out in the middle and says, sorry, we have to restart the movie. Oh, man. And then it starts in the middle of the movie, and then you don't even have the high-quality speaker system that's like that's shaking you in your seats, hmm. and you have to start all the way pretty much at the beginning. Oh, my God. That stinks. So, so your experience originally watching it, Bobby, wasn't very good. No, did that no. so that didn't help things at all. Did you end up walking out of this? Did you enjoy the first theatrical version or not really? I enjoyed it as a as a summer movie. Okay, which is what I hate to say. Okay. I wanted to enjoy it more, um, but I enjoyed it as a fun summer movie, which okay. is the only level I was able to Cri enjoy it. Christian, at. what are you? What were your thoughts on it? So, I remember I I, I saw it opening weekend. And me personally, I, I'm kind of in that same boat. I enjoyed it as a action flick. I enjoyed it as, as a, as a, just like a fun, a fun time. I personally feel like it was very clear and very obvious that it was not following this, the same, like almost laws that had been set up in Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman it almost yeah. felt like it was just a standalone movie. Yeah, it, it definitely happened. didn't it didn't feel like it was a Zack Snyder movie no, at all. It, it didn't, didn't fit the other two. No, and it didn't even necessarily feel like it was in the same universe. Yeah. It felt like it was just using the same actors but it was in its own world. Yeah. And so I've watched it a couple of other times since it's come out and I will say that the more I watch it, there are pieces of it that I hate more, and there are pieces of it that I enjoy more <laughs> every time I watch it. All righty. Like, every time I watch it, I hate the entire subplot with the family in the farmhouse more. Every time I watch it. <laughs> yeah, that was, I'm pretty sure that was all Joss Whedon's Oh, 100%. Stuff. Well, yeah. somebody tweeted at Zack Snyder and asked him about it, and he had no idea what they were even talking about. Right. Yeah. It's funny. There's like the whole scene of um, that sequence where the Flash is like, "I've never really rescued anybody. I just sort of push people and run away." Yeah. Uh -huh. And someone asked him about that, and he was like, "What the f are you talking about?" Yeah. Like, 
I, it blows my mind. Like, so for three it years, yeah. there's been little trickles of more and more information about how little of his movie we actually got to see in theaters, which yeah. has been interesting. So, Joe, did you see in the theaters? Did you see Justice League or no? No, I waited. Uh, you waited? Okay. We, we waited until it came to a uh, home. And that was I, a wise choice. <laughs> I know you went saw it like three times, right? I, saw, I did see it twice. I saw it twice in theaters. Um, I'm glad I didn't spend money on it to go watch it in theaters. Um, if I was to rate it one through ten, I would have given it a four and a half. Wow. All right. was, was what specifically, I'm just curious, what specifically was it about that experience that you weren't really thrilled with? Very similar to what Christian said. It it didn't follow the laws that were set up before it. Yeah. It, 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 set, it felt like a standalone movie. And um, also, by the time I watched that, I knew that uh, Ben Affleck wasn't coming back. He was done as Batman. Oh, and, yeah. And to me, I, I felt like he was just done. <laughs> he was like, I don't yeah. want to see anymore. So, yeah. Alberto, what about you, man? Uh, I just recently watched it, actually, for the first time. Maybe only a couple months ago. Wait because... a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, just was, like months. It's been out for like three years, and you just recently saw it. Yeah, because I was waiting out for the Snyder cut. On honestly, I was I was just waiting out for it. Um, <laughs> I read absolutely nothing positive about it, but one weekend, um, Batman versus Superman was playing on TV. My dad is a huge Batman fan, so we ended up watching the movie. And at the very end. When it shows kind of like a Superman going to return or not, my dad just immediately turns to me and he goes, what happens next? And I tell him, well, there is a sequel. Technically, we can watch it if you want. And I ended up borrowing the movie from you. And we ended up watching it together like it's a whole family. And it, like like everyone else, the consensus has been it's a good popcorn flick. If you just wanted to see just some things blow up and not think too much about it, that's totally fine. Yeah. It was a good summer weekend flick just to put on after we ate dinner. But as far as the continuity with the rest of the story that, that's been established, just the way that the tone has been, just overall, it was kind of a confusing mess. It, it, it never stood its own ground. It didn't know what it wanted to be. It didn't know where, what direction it really wanted to go. And I just enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it for what it was. But I am excited and interested to see what the Snyder Cut will, will fix and what it will do instead. I mean... Now that Zack Snyder has months and months and months to be able to even possibly even fix even some of his own faults, which is possible yeah, because right. he can take the criticism from Justice League. I'm excited to see what's the final product going to be like next spring uh, once we see the, the, his vision, the kind of the continuity for the rest of the story that right. B versus Superman uh, started. Yeah. So, okay. So obviously a lot of this is setting up from um, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, without going into whole details here, Man of Steel on a scale of like, let's say one through five, just hold up some fingers. What rating would you give Man of Steel now? Yeah, Man Four. of Steel. That's three. Bobby, it looks like you muted your mic, dude. <laughs> so Man of Steel. Christian's got a four. Yeah, I would say maybe, maybe three and a half bordering on four. Okay. I would I'll probably say give it a four or five, somewhere in there for me. Three and a half because it closely followed the Birthright comic, but oh, not okay. as much as I wanted it to. 
Okay. Uh, Alberto, what would you give Man of Steel? Three? Okay. Yeah. And Joe? I would give it five if they would have chosen a different actress for Lois Lane. Oh, (laughs) okay. All right. So with the actress they chose, what would you give it? Four. A four. Okay. Okay. All right. And then Batman v Superman, I will preface this, the ultimate cut. Have you all seen that version of the movie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I actually have not yet. <gasps> Bobby. Yeah. What? Yeah. You're okay. spo- we were supposed to watch it together, but well, uh, yeah, we were. Yeah. You know, I had a kid and COVID. <laughs> you happened, know, that sort so. of stuff happens. So yeah. So we'll have to put that on your list. But Batman v Superman, where would you rank that one? I'm just curious. I'm going to give that one. Alberto's still at a three. All right. Yeah. I'm going to give that one a two and a half. <laughs> All right. You yeah. need to watch the ultimate cut, dude. You Me really do. personally. Yes, Christian. Base, base theatrical version four. Ultimate cut five, personally. All right. Joe, what would you say? Uh, theatrical would be a three. Uh, okay. Ultimate cut would be a four, four and a half. Okay. I would be right there with you, Joe. I'd say the theatrical cut, probably about a three. Um, so so here's the interesting thing about, uh, about Zack Snyder's Justice League coming out. This movie, and here's the, here's the poster again for everybody to see, obviously coming to HBO Max next year. Um, I love, and well, let me cut to my shirt here. Um, so this is the official shirt that Zack Snyder put out as part of a fundraising campaign that he did for uh, suicide prevent. I think it was officially well, he signed off on the logo, at least. Um, this was probably almost a year ago that these were available. Um, as soon as this officially came out and he officially phrased it as Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, I knew for sure something was happening. Because uh, he wasn't calling it the Snyder Cut, like that wasn't the official. Yeah. Was it like wasn't the director's even, the cut? Right. right. It wasn't even uh, called a director's cut, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I think makes me the most excited about this release is that we're probably going to be getting a lot more than just what he would have done um, in the theater. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, Dan. This is my yeah. question for you. So, rumor has it thirty million dollars is the budget that, that they're that he's got to start with, with no <laughs> yeah. shoots, just all special effects work. From everything we've heard, at the very least, right? All the all the actors have stated that they're not aware of any reshoots happening. All that good stuff. So the question. Henry Cavill come, said he would be interested. So yeah. I mean, J.K. said he said he would come back for Commissioner Gordon if they wanted him mm-hmm. to. But but we don't know of any. Affleck is rumored to be in talks right now of possibly yeah. signing a contract. Let's, let's, let's yeah. If no reshoots do happen, how much do you think he could really do with just special effects work and whatever he shot? Oh, a ton, a ton. If his original cut, his original cut, and that's not even like the four-hour version that he was touting yeah. on on uh, Vimo, um, his original cut was like six hours long. It was really? tons of footage, tons okay. of footage. So if that's the case, 
that cut alone on its own visual effects finished all of that stuff could easily be chopped up into six one-hour episodes for hbo max like without any trouble whatsoever but we're getting a lot more than that and here's here's the thing that i get really excited about is this is this is not a director's cut they're not calling it a director's right. cut because it's Zack Snyder's Justice League. Right. And I honestly think this is setting up an entire Snyder verse within a massive DC multiverse that, that they're going to have exist on HBO Max. Like this is going to be their answer to the Mandalorian is what my assumption is. That's how I'm viewing it anyway. But what do you guys think, though? I mean, do you think there's any chance that this could not be a success? Well, what I heard was um, the actors agreed to come back, but just do voiceovers. And uh, oh, yeah, that's why I researched on and it's and they're doing six seasons because that will maximize HBO's uh, profit return. Yeah. With their streaming service, it makes you get two months worth of lease HBO Max for two months. Yeah. Gets you out of that free 30 day trial. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Bobby, what are your thoughts, dude? What do you think? I mean, do you think this is like, is this going to just be a total flop or what? I, I think it has the potential to, to explode. Look, I'm not investing in HBO Max until this comes out. I, I couldn't care less because I, I couldn't decide whether I wanted to uh, subscribe to the D. What was the DC Universe one? Yeah. There was a D, yeah. there's a D, yeah. Yeah. So then it's like that so is then, really confusing. I will put that out there. The fact well, that so there's a DC Universe subscription and then now that there's HBO Max, it's like Well, DC Universe is gonna be shutting down soon, pretty much. They I just think so. I, they my understanding pulled, is hopefully yeah. all of that's gonna merge into HBO yeah. Max. It'll all be one or, thing. Or the, or the CW will take some of it too, probably, because they've yeah, already got so right. much mm-hmm. of that. Well, they got Stargirl moving over to the yeah. CW. Which I think yeah. that's so, the nail in the coffin for DC Universe. Yeah, that was the well, only like. Is, yeah. So but I would give me one streaming service. I need to go to my DC stuff. So yeah, I I would agree with that. I agree yeah, with that. So I mean, look, I think it's potential. I can see why, you know, for a theatrical cut, you can't have the normal theater go like us. I think I can sit through, um, without going to the bathroom, a four or five hour cut of Lord of the Rings, but. <laughs> You know, the normal, like, I bring my wife to this movie, two hours, and, you know, she's done. Yeah. You know, what was Avengers? I mean, just to kind of show, like, Avengers Endgame. Uh, 240, I think. Yeah, it was yeah, almost three hours. Yeah. That's kind of like your max, and you have six hours worth of material. You couldn't get Snyder's original vision the way he wanted it to, the way it was originally released, and make sense. Right. So this is at least going to appease the fans. It's the the fans that wanted something better than what they got. At so, the very least. so here's my so here's my question then: What exists for the future then of the DC universe? Is this going to be canon? Officially, so. is it not canon? So. Like, what is the theatrical version that everybody hates? The official canon? Like, what are your guys' thoughts as far as the future of the DC official? line of everything that he started um what do you think the cw has officially since the since the crisis of infinite earths they've already made canon batman 89 
the original Batman 1960 show. They made canon the original Birds of Prey show. And on top of that, you had Grant Gustafson's Flash meet up with um, the Justice League Flash. So everything is now canon within its own multiverse. So does it matter? So it's in its own multiverse. They can do all sorts of offshoots now. You can have the Joker movie in its own universe. You can do everything and say, oh, no, this is outside the universe. We're doing something completely different because it's going to make more. I mean, technically, they're talking about, um, you know, the 1989 Batman right here. Um, Michael Keaton coming back officially, you know. Um, Let me see if I can get that on the side screen here. Um, you guys heard about that, right? Like Keaton rumored to be coming back. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's I'm awesome. surprised. <laughs> You're surprised, Joe? Yeah, I was surprised too, dude. What was Michael it about Keaton. it that surprised you? Are you excited about it? Are you skeptical? Um, yeah. I just know that Michael <laughs> Keaton didn't yeah. enjoy playing Batman um, 1 and 2. Just because he was claustrophobic. He didn't like being in a mask. Yeah. So I was just surprised they were able to bring him back. I will say, it does say in that headline, and every headline I've seen, returning as Bruce Wayne. Ah. Every headline I've seen says returning as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. That's a really interesting distinction. That's a very good point. You could very easily have him pop up as Bruce Wayne yeah. in a multiverse cameo. He I mean, have to put the suit on at all. Why not have him be the old man Bruce Wayne and set up a Batman Beyond? Like, I mean, I've been be, saying for years that's what that's what they should have done. I'd love to do that. I'd love to mm-hmm. see that. Um, Alberto, what are your thoughts, dude? What do you think? Michael Keaton showing up in the DC Universe with Ezra Miller's Flash. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, so I got a couple, couple thoughts. Uh, first, to kind of go back, with Bobby, I'm in the same boat. I think that the Snyder Cut, it's. I don't think there's any chance for it to fail. Whether even it, like, let's just say it comes out and is a huge hodgepodge mess and it's just a disaster. Let's just say for the sake of the argument, regardless, though, people have been campaigning for this for years. They bought up billboards, they bought out different types, yeah. different types of, of, of advertising. They ran so many Twitter campaigns and so many different social media campaigns over the years. No matter what, there's a following that for sure will end up signing up for HBO Max. They'll end up watching it, whether it be a series, whether it be a movie. They'll tell their friends. I did. One way I or another already. from a marketing standpoint. <laughs> the, day, the, day it, One, the day it was announced, I was like, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I've been harping on this for three years, and I'm going to tell them I'm serious by subscribing. So that and I hadn't seen Watchmen yet. So figured... There's my oh, watch. How have how much have you used the HBO Max service? You know, during uh, since you started subscribing, have you seen, I've been watching. I've been watching. Um, I've been watching the Watchmen. I've been watching. Uh, dude, they got a the lot Watchmen of old. Ex- do they have the extended Watchmen cut or is it the theatrical cut? What I'm talking about the series on HBO. This TV series, oh, Watchmen series. series on HBO. I was thinking about the movie. I was thinking about the Jack. I was thinking about the Zack Snyder. Watchmen movie. Oh no! Which I, version which, on HBO Max do they currently love, have? Love that too. Um, but yeah, I was talking about the series on HBO, which is really good if you haven't seen it yet. Um, and uh, yeah, so anyways, 
Sorry, Alberto, I cut you off. No, 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 no. But I, I'm in the same boat with you, Dan, because like as soon as they announced it, I reached out to a buddy of mine. He had HBO Max. Me and him are going Habs. He's on a subscription now. And ever since I got it, that's it now. I've just been watching Watchmen, rewatching Teen Titans. I just remember watching it when I was younger. Um, I ended up rewatching the ultimate cut of um, Batman vs Superman. So okay, I mean, it's no matter what, however you see it, it's a it's going to be a, a financial success at the very absolute least. Um, so now with this news of possibly Michael Keaton coming back, I think it's I think it's smart too. I mean, as of recently, I know he never went away necessarily, but definitely as of recently, he's he's been coming up as like a bigger name once again. He's been popping up a lot more in recent movies uh, with Birdman and Spider Man. So why on right. earth would why on earth would you not want to have Michael Keaton come back? Now that he's at the age, and now that his star power is once again peaking again, why would you not have him come back as Batman again? It's so a here's, really smart marketing thing. Here's here's the thing: I was really excited at first um, when I heard the news because I loved Michael Keaton's Batman. I thought he did such a great job. But the more I thought about it, the more nervous I got. Um, and here's the reason why. For me, the reason why is because Michael Keaton's Batman is Tim Burton's Batman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Batman 1989 and then Batman Returns, like those, yes, they're Batman movies. Yes, they're DC movies. But if we're being really honest, stylistically, all of that stuff, like these are Tim Burton movies. And if we're saying they are their own, you know, multiverse, their own universe, after seeing Ezra Miller show up real briefly in Man of, in uh, Batman v Superman, and then showing what he's in like, the Flash, you, mean. you know, and well, he showed up oh, real quick in Batman v Superman, right. and then you're right, you're right. in Justice League, and then the same character showed up in the Flash crossover event. Um, I'm a little apprehensive about whether or not. Michael Keaton slash Tim Burton's Batman can fit substantially in any kind of way in the same screen for very long with Ezra Miller's flash and not seem like just like they're totally rubbing each other. Like, I just don't see those two mixing very well. Well, that's why I don't, they already have the perfect setup possible. You have, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Which was already established as canon. The Flashpoint comic and every version of the Flashpoint comic centers around Thomas Wayne as Batman. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a huge star right now. Oh, yeah. He did. You got Walking Dead. You got all, all, the other, all this other stuff that he's been doing. And he was awesome in Watchmen. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he was awesome in Zach's Watchmen, yeah. for sure. So I don't understand why you wouldn't just go full in on this that you've already set up as a possibility. Contract-wise is the one thought that comes to my mind. But still, like, I don't know. I, Joe, what do you think? I have, I have two points I want to make. Uh, yeah. Number one is uh, after the fiasco of Game of Thrones. I don't. When it comes to profitability of HBO Max and and sinking money into a show, I think it's a it's going to be a success because HBO 
wants it to be. And obviously they seen something that Zack Snyder brought to them. They're like, Hey, this is it. We're going, we're going to give you $30 million to make this happen. Um, so I, I believe it's going to be a success. I also believe it's going to be Canon. And here's my theory is that they're going to use this to breach off into flashpoint, which is, which is the next flash movie coming out, which is going to erase the Ben Affleck Batman. And introduce the Patterson Batman. And it's going to change the um, DC Universe to make it more flexible for canon to move forward. Really? Yeah. That Okay. That's... What do you guys think? I just heard the Patton Universe is going to be its own universe. I mean, they could very it's going to be its own. It's going to be its own thing. I was just reading... So very I easily have oh, it's all going to be its own, and that okay. So that brings me to okay. Let me bring this up real quick. Let me bring this up. The um, official word from recent conversations, if I can find it here. Yeah, I'm looking at something that says heroic Hollywood. Robert Pattinson's The Batman will be in its own movie universe. Right, and that sets up the newest news, which also connects with HBO Max, which is that Batman, the Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman, is going to be spinning off and setting up its own spinoff. Gotham PD. Yeah, like a Gotham cop PD show kind of thing. Um, That's not to say necessarily, Joe, that it couldn't end up spinning off and setting up some sort of a crossover connection. And like, cause the new 52, especially it was all a result of basically every, every multiverse getting condensed down into one official canon for his, mm-hmm. um, which was really interesting. I thought it was a really interesting thing to see all these different versions of characters merging together into one cohesive universe um but then it exploded again back into a multiverse again right, right. at the end of the 52 I, so I, thanks dr manhattan appreciate that um <laughs> so and that that also i mean that that creates some interesting questions as far as a multiverse in the dc film world like if we're saying everything is its own universe then that means adam west's batman is its own universe that means the watchman could be its own universe. You know what I mean? Like everything. Essentially. Well, if, so. if you read the original uh, Watchmen comic, you have the comedian stepping in and saving Bruce Wayne's life in the right. comic book, right? Yeah. In Watchmen. So it is its own universe. Right. Um, which, it, which is, you know, I think is pretty cool. So. Yeah. I think uh, all of this is super ambitious and I'm just thinking from like an, like a step back and just looking at it from an outside perspective. But I think about people like uh, family and friends that aren't reading articles like us about this, that haven't read all the different graphic novels and all the different story arcs and whatnot. More specifically, because like I'm thinking about it like this. Uh, I told my dad recently that they're making another Batman movie. And he says, oh, with who? And I tell him it's going to be this actor from this, from, you know, most famously from this film series. And he says, another one already and that's kind of the consensus that i get from a lot of people that aren't following the news as much as this so i think is it's the if if dc is setting up this whole multiverse thing which i kind of think it's a little quick 
it's super ambitious, but I hope that they market it in a way where it's not alienating just average casual moviegoers, Batman fans, because before we know it, you're going to start seeing Batman movies just pop up left and right. And then everyone's going to be like, okay, so there's this Batman and there's this one and there's this one. Like my dad's been watching Batman since the eighties and it's always kind of made sense to him. This is Tim Burton. This is Nolan. This is that weird nineties era where nothing really <laughs> made sense. So like, like that much is established, but now Joel like, Schumacher, reaching, may he rest in peace. Right. <laughs> but now like reaching like the 2020s, now it's like, okay, so what's this era? Is this era just the one where like people just have to learn to all be okay with this many different versions of Batman, Joker, Flash, and everything left and right? How much backstory do they need to know whether they are, you know, are significant others that maybe aren't following everything, our siblings that aren't following everything, our parents that aren't following everything, but have been fans since the 80s and 90s as well. So, again, all in all, super ambitious. I'm excited to see where it goes as a comic lover. But as also just a son and, and, and a boyfriend and a friend and a brother to people that don't follow this news as religiously as a lot of people do online, I'm just wondering what their perspectives are as well. And this, does any of this even seem interesting to them? Or is it kind of something when, where they just kind of wave their hands and go, man? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm, so, I'm all right. curious. I, Dan, I have, a, I have a thought upon that when you have a minute. Yeah. What do you, what do you got, um, how many Spider-Mans have we had so far in the cinematic universe? Three. Yeah, and yeah, no, no, that's exactly Three. the same thing too. Yeah, too right. many, too many. <laughs> too many. And here's the thing: people got tired after Tobey Maguire. You tried to go to, and I'm forgetting the the Amazing Spider-Man, Andrew, uh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Mm -hmm. And then you're Great going Spider to terrible Peter Parker. Well. <laughs> Here's the thing, and they're all coming. And now the other, all, there's the other rumors one, coming back. It was great, uh, Peter Parker, terrible Spider-Man. So that's, save, save it for the Marvel episode, boys. Yeah, but yeah, we'll get there. But what I'm it's trying to get to opinions about my Spider-Man, I'll tell you that much. To Alberto's point, you start making too many movies with too many actors, you lose interest to the general audience, and the general and assuming theaters open up and we go back to the old normal so who knows what it's going to be like you know you can have you can put out as many versions as you want if you're just selling one shots off and just selling it direct who cares but if you're selling it to the masses in movie theaters again the theaters are putting a lot of money into it they have to be careful on how many batmans and spider-mans they're putting in in their movies yeah right no, and, so, and, what do you think, dude? I mean, that's, uh, that was there. that was going to be my next point, literally. Like, Alberto basically took the words out of my mouth. Is, How dare you, Alberto? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, dare you're good. You no. Is <laughs> for the general population, who I would argue is a good majority of the people who pay to go see these movies are just general moviegoers, or like you said, Alberto, significant others, brothers, parents, like they're not going to be able to grasp why the last two movies had Ben Affleck as Batman. Mm. And now all of a sudden this next Batman movie coming out, he's 25 years younger and a completely different actor. Right. Really sparkle. Right. And then, and then now suddenly all of a sudden Michael Keaton's back. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, especially like, when, especially yeah. when for the last, <laughs> okay, what are we, what are we looking at? 15 years now? where Marvel has set this standard mm -hmm. of 
one actor plays a role to yeah, completion for the most part, except for yeah, some small point. side characters. That's what people have become accustomed <laughs> to. Yeah. They, they Sorry, know. what was that? What was that? <laughs> so I, I, I was trying to say Iron Man. That yeah. was a big switch. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, like people know Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Yeah. People know Chris Evans is Captain America. Yeah. If you ask people who plays Batman, I guarantee you most people would probably say Christian Bale. Most people probably don't even know there has been more bat- new right. Batman. Well, since. it depends on what decade of people, well, like right. how old the person is. But the gen- you ask but somebody the general in like their population. 50s and 60s, that's going to be Adam West. You ask right. somebody in their 30s and 40s, uh, it's going to be Michael Keaton, you know. Right. And well, you talk about 20s and 30s, and then that's Christian right. Bale. And, George yeah. Clooney, my man. Yeah, let's not even let's let's not it. So yeah, we'll get to that. You're jumping ahead, Bobby. You're jumping ahead. No, so jumping I mean, ahead, I, sir. I, I really I agree with Alberto. I think they have to be very careful with how deep and how fast they go into the multiverse. See, but don't you so here's the thing. I feel like that is kind of a strength for DC compared to Marvel, though. It is they've already laid reason. you know what I mean? Like they've already but, laid the groundwork. For the multiverse, yeah, but it's the thing, already there. Here's the thing: people have already selling the concept to a wider audience. Which it's I think already really shown point. that people are losing interest in their movies because there's no continuity. So now you right. have to try to sell this lack of continuity as continuity of a multiverse, right? To people who already don't care. Joe seems like he's not really buying it. What do you think? <laughs> I think that's the reason why they've done the flashpoint on the EW. Yeah. And I think that's the reason why the next uh, Flash movie will center around Flashpoint as well, to bring explanation to why there's so many different Batman. Yeah. Um, also, I think that um, I think they're trying to find a formula that will work for them, like Marvel did. and um, One that isn't the Marvel formula. That isn't the yeah. Marvel formula. Like, when the Joker came out, when the movie Joker came out, everyone was like, well, that looks stupid. I was I, I had no interest in watching it, but when I watched it, it was phenomenal. I yeah. loved it. it was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Blew and, my mind. But once again, it comes down to finding a formula that works for DC that will capture the audience and engage them and make yeah. them invested like Iron Man and so Captain America. Maybe this DC is it. Maybe this do, is the strategy, you know? Maybe should, DC should just do a bunch of one-offs. You know, maybe they're, they're, that's their strategy right there. Marvel, they have their they have their stick, they have their multi, they have their universe, and they can slowly go wherever they want to go with it because they have stability. They have characters invested in multi in multi universal contracts. With DC, why not just do a bunch of little one offs and just have fun with it and make really good Joker movies, make really good, you know, Flash movies that don't necessarily have to be part of a larger continue uh you know a larger universe i think that's part of part of the the strength of what they can do with acknowledging the fact that all of these different versions of the characters are all official canon within a multiverse and then if you get something like a flashpoint or whatever this movie is going to be you can pick and choose whatever you want and get real creative with the best versions of all of these characters properties to create and build up to this massive, massive thing. Um, I don't think DC's that smart. 
No, I don't not. think the people. I don't really. I, I honestly don't they think weren't. they are. They, they don't. Think, I don't think and they have they finally, together. Man. I'd say AT and T showed up. And uh, they got some really smart people there and gave Zack Snyder the reins uh, to do his official version of whatever he wants to so do. And that's, I think you have to see what people. happens. That's our question. You need to see where that happens. Where that, where yes, ends up. Christian, question. Do you believe Zack Snyder will have anything else to do with the DC Universe after this cut of Justice League? I think if this version of the Justice League comes out to critical acclaim and people love it, then AT&T is going to supersede anything that Warner Brothers is saying and going basically this guy's vision for these characters is connecting with people and we need to give him Don't you think it's already too late? No. No, I don't. Ben Affleck doesn't want the role anymore. You've already recast right. You've already cast Robert Pattinson. Mm -hmm. Aquaman has his own stuff going on. Wonder Woman mm-hmm. has her own stuff going on. Yeah, there's debate whether Henry Cavill is or isn't going to play Superman ever again. He is. He is. He wants to. Yeah, he wants, he wants to, to. But again, who kno- who knows? You know what I, I mean? think. I think Zack Snyder is the key to all of it working. To I, be honest with you, I agree. I don't know that Gal Gadot but... and Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck and Ezra Miller. Like, I don't think any of them would even remotely trust going back to these characters under Warner Brothers unless Zack Snyder was at the helm. I really don't, because they've been burned so bad. I mean, you look at, let me... um, I I mean, you got all the stuff Ray Fisher's been talking about. Right, that's exactly right. All the stuff that Ray Fisher's been saying. Um, Let me see, I feel like I've got a clip of that somewhere in here. Well, Cavill, or Cavill, or wherever, say he'd rather play Geralt. Arthur yeah. Witcher then played Superman. When did he say that? He said that in an interview a couple uh, months ago. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. Yep. Granted, um, granted, after since since that interview, the the rumor has come out that he has re-signed back on to play Superman. But right. so so here's the deal. You've got okay. So you've got um, the uh, DC fandom thing coming up. Mm-hmm. August 22nd with everybody and their grandmother everybody and their grandmother attached to anything DC yeah. is going to be there uh, yeah. James Gunn obviously many people know him from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 DC snatched him up when Disney let him go for 3 and then they groveled and had him yeah. come back for 3 um, yeah. but he's finishing out Suicide Squad and he was announcing it and uh, saying hey the, everybody take questions squad, Dan. The Suicide Squad. Yes. The Suicide <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Squad. It? Remember the, the first one. They're not, and that's the thing. They're not remaking it. We don't officially it's know a, if it's, it's a, a sequel soft, or is it's it a, a soft reboot, reboot soft slash reboot sequel. Slash, soft reboot yeah. slash sequel is the words he used. So here's the thing. Going back to the idea of Zack Snyder's Justice League and the idea that the studio was just meddling a ton, and it seems like James Gunn was a... And, Okay, well, let me just let me just show you this. He he threw that out on his Twitter, and this is what a fan asked. They go, "So will there also be a hashtag James Gunn cut?" And his response was very simply, "Every James Gunn cut ever to be released in theaters is the James Gunn cut. Every one of my movies is, and the Suicide Squad will be no different." Um, that is radically different 
from David Ayers. And keeping in mind, this is something that obviously has um, been the result of a huge shift uh, at Warner Brothers uh, for over the last three years. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but David Ayers is saying, hey, my version officially of the sui of Suicide Squad was never released. And well, the studio messed with it a ton. And what got put in theaters was not my original vision, not unlike Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? With, mm -hmm. with the Me Too movement. So in the original cut of, of David Ayer's uh, Suicide Squad, there was a, the heart of the movie was Harley Quinn's abusive relationship with the Joker. Right. And that was... Which would have set up the birds of prey real nicely too, because that that was really. And again, yeah. I think that's all. That's Harley Quinn right there is about the abusive relationship and how he's constantly abusing that relationship, and that was purposely cut out, and that was cut out because it. it I forgot whatever the reason why it was too close to home. It hit, it it wasn't. Uh, they were worried it that it flowing. would affect the marketability. Right, and now with the Me Too movement, is that even a possibility? for that movie to come out or because it is because it's about this woman who is going through these hardships. Will it like, no, this is the end result will be the birds of prey movie where she is. She knows she's in a bad relationship. She gets out of it. Yeah. And this is where she, goes. I think there's, what I think there's some possibility of the redemptive component to that, where if people have seen birds of prey, they already know kind of how that, ends so there might be a little bit of i don't know knowing the ending of that a little bit but I mean, yeah joe what do, you, what do you think story uh, you know uh, it's connected sucked like big time sucked i don't see <laughs> anyone wanting no, wanting a extended cut of that movie do you know oh have you heard very much about what was different from the heiress cut as opposed to what we got in theaters other than uh, a bunch of joker scenes were cut that's the only thing I know. There's a lot more to it than that. Um, the uh, let's see if I can find it here. I think there was so, like the Joker scenes were cut. There was Joker a, scenes, yes. A, a sub romance between Will Smith's Deadshot and Harley Quinn. Um, you've got um, a number of uh, the Enchantress was barely supposed to even be much of it joker was supposed to right. be that central villain enchantress is supposed to be kind of like a an underlying villain all of the character. like people that were getting turned into monsters and all of that sort of stuff um none of that was supposed to be in the movie the creatures that they were fighting and dealing with were actually supposed to be parademons that was going to set up the greater appearance of all of them in the justice league and they were there as a direct result of dark side and mm -hmm. it was supposed to connect completely and like everything that was happening in suicide squad was the result of dark sides will essentially trying to set up everything for him to come and take over the planet yeah, and the Joker taking advantage of all of the chaos right taking advantage of all so so it's it's kind of like the Zack snyder deal where the studio comes in and says hey we want to make this more like guardians of the galaxy so we're going to throw that whole playbook that that Zack snyder set up completely out the window and make a movie that's got more jokes and it's got a catchy soundtrack and we're going to get the rights to all of these songs and all this stuff and we're just going to make a different movie that's 
going to try and stand on its own a little more. Um, and it just, they couldn't pull it off. They couldn't pull it off. Regardless, so, all the lists that you guys just listed is not interesting. I don't think anyone knew anything. You don't think it's interesting that having Darkseid be the real villain behind all of it revealed at the end and having parademons throughout the whole movie? No, in that movie. I find that way better than what was in the that what we saw. Which again, you're you're talking to a guy who isn't invested into a DC universe like you are. I'm coming as like an average Joe who knows nothing about it. Which is a fair point. That's exactly what we were talking about. That's true. That's a very good point. Very good point. The movie was awful. I have no interest in seeing it to be ex- to be expounded upon, especially since it's minor characters. The Sorry. Joker, the Joker was the worst Joker ever to appear on film. And, and well, because and he was cut so bad. That's you could why say it's because bad. all of his stuff was cut out, and then other people would say, "Well, all of his stuff was cut out because it sucks so bad." So yeah. you'll know, that's another thing. Jerry, we'll never know. We'll yeah. never know unless the movie comes out, right? That's it. Jerry Lee, it was suck. It just yeah. sucks. Let me, and that kind of goes into what I was going to ask you earlier. Is for the Zack Snyder's Justice League, is there a is there a world in which you you think it's possible that this comes out and is bad. Who are you asking? Anybody. 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 You specifically, but anybody. Because I have my opinion, but I'll wait. Because I'll let anybody I, else go here's, first. Here's the thing. I think uh, the, the movie could come out and it could suck. But the people who have been cam- – the majority of the people who have been campaigning for it for three Oh, our years, mind's already made up. Yeah, the mind's already made up. It, it could There's some cognitive dissonance that is yeah, clearly it, at work there. I know it, that. It could literally totally. come out and be the worst like – like you said earlier, just the most just jumbled mess. And the people who still wanted it – would be better it, than the theatrical version. You're but right. I'm still pretty sure it would be – as long as it's better than the theatrical Justice League, really, that's what we're shooting for. So – would you prefer it to come out as one movie or six episodes? Because that's what I would. It seems I would rather have it come out as six episodes because the vision that Zach has announced as his plans for the entire thing that never even officially got the script written. Yeah, we could get something much closer to that if he has a lot more time to tell the story. But I'm saying I they, give, like they give him the same time. They give him the same time, six hours. But would you rather it be released in one? In one movie, one six-hour-long movie? No, thank you. I do not <laughs> want to do that. But, but no, that's like marathoning so Lord of the Rings, <laughs> right? But I mean, but so you're going, so you'd rather see a movie split up into random chunks? But it's not. That's what I'm saying, though. That's what I was trying to say earlier, Christian. It's not a movie anymore. This is Zack Snyder's Justice League, but his, is but his much more than just was always a movie. Be a movie, though. It's that much thing, more than just a movie. But, it, it's, but I don't but think it's way bigger than that. But if it's his original vision, yeah, he didn't originally intend for it to go to a streaming service and be no, a he wanted it to be Justice League Part One, Justice League Part Two, and Justice League Part Three. I don't think we're getting two hour that. movies. I don't think we're getting that. I think we're I getting think his we're getting, Part One vision. Going I think back we're to getting the, the whole thing as one Justice League. But it's essentially going to be part one, part two, and part three. In that case, that means that Batman will be dead by the end of it because that was his yep. plan. Yep. Bobby, what were you saying? You're you're trying to say that. So I was going to say that. So the whole reason DC fast tracked 
the whole they went from Superman, they went to Batman versus Superman and Justice League because they were trying to catch up with Marvel. Yep. Mm-hmm. They wanted their expanded universe. They wanted to start, they wanted to go, we're gonna go to Justice League, we're gonna introduce all these characters, they're gonna have all of their own movies after Justice League, and we're gonna have a great expanded universe. The problem with Justice League, the movie, we weren't invested in the characters in Justice League. When we saw event when I saw Avengers 1, Avengers 2, Avengers Infinity War, there were so many movies, I was invested in the characters. I don't think you can watch Endgame, you can't watch Avengers Infinity War or Endgame without being invested in the other movies and knowing how the characters came, what they went through, what they were doing together. They were just kind of thrown in together, hoping they were gonna have a massive success. And that's what DC was trying to do in, and for the most part, if if Snyder had his original vision, they might have had some success where they could have, at the end of it, Batman was going to be this dark guy. And through this whole process of going dying, coming back to life, going psycho and becoming the beacon of hope we all know and love, which we wanted to be, it might have worked if they took the shot. But they didn't and they weren't patient enough. So, I mean, I think it's going to be good for the fans. Um, whether it's going to be worth it going all going forward, it all depends on how much money and how many subscribers this is going to this is going to uh, take in after after all the buzz. Yeah, and I guess that, that's, that's, what, that's what you look like. Gonna be you were going to say something. How much dude. money is what it going to say? No, I'm just listening. Oh, you're just listening. You're just taking it in. All right, Christian, <laughs> what do you think? Me? So like, You're talking the, to me. Yes, you specifically. But okay. I mean, the other, other guys can chip in too. What do you think the bar has to be for it to be considered a success? Like, is it a subscriber number? Is it a, is it a critical? Like, what, like in, in your mind, what do you think, if you were an executive at Warner Brothers, what would you need to see the in order for it I to be considered? The bar I think it would have needed to pass is just for it to be released. And since it's being released, I think at this point, we've already talked about it. If right. it's out, it's out. We're all here talking about it, as that's well as it. millions yeah. of other people around the world. Like that's, that's yeah. it. But but to but to touch back on what Bobby was saying though, um I think that's and, and, and also like a mix of Christian's uh point recently. That's probably just to be transparent, one of my worries that I know that everyone is saying that with the Snyder cut, it's to finally finish up. Zack Snyder's vision um, in the hands of Zack Snyder. Finally, all these characters will get the the respect and the love that they've always deserved and whatnot. What about those that never really fell in love with Zack Snyder's vision to really begin with? I know a lot of the hardcore fans absolutely adore him. I'm part of that Facebook group um, that Dan invited me to the Snyder Cut one, and I and and, and these guys in the group. Joe's laughing most- at us right now, bro. He's <laughs> laughing at I'm- us. I I'm in the group. Yes, I enjoy we are that everything. hardcore about it. <laughs> I I enjoy reading everything. I've never actively really posted anything. Honestly, it's just been more kind of just like harding and commenting, and that's about it. Just kind of like a light active member there. But regardless, though, there is a lot of love for not just Zack Snyder's cut, not for the characters. It's for Zack Snyder in particular. I'm. Personally, maybe I'm in the minority that I've never fully loved Zack Snyder's visions in his movies. 
Um, I've liked them. 300, I liked. But I definitely love Frank Miller's adaption or original a lot more. I liked Watchmen's adaption, regardless of Ultimate Cut or original. But again, Alan Moore's version, I, it, it's just, to me, it doesn't, there's no competition between the two. And the list can go on and on, but like, I've always well, liked his version. Totally so. different kinds of mediums. So, that's, yeah. you know. Like. So, but, well, okay, well, then for like an, an original thing, uh, Sucker Punch, I remember watching in theaters and I absolutely really enjoyed it as a popcorn food. Have, but have you never, seen the extended Zack Snyder cut yeah. version of that? I've seen it and I like it again. But at the same time, it's just I'm 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 just kind of thinking to go into Bobby's point. I'm hoping that whatever the Snyder Cut ends up being a movie, three part movie, a six episode series, whatever the case might be, I hope that it makes sense, and I hope that him, along specifically with the studio, not just so much him, but definitely the studio, I hope that they've learned from from the past movies that you have to be patient when building these characters up. My girlfriend, I remember, she never watched a single Marvel movie at the beginning of our relationship. Fast forward to winter break leading up to uh, Endgame. Binge watched every single Marvel movie. By, by Infinity War, she is crying, absolutely crying at the end of the movie. And she's saying, what's happening to Groot? Uh, I, I love Groot. I love this character. I love so-and-so. And she's falling in love with these characters. And it's because, yeah, there's a lot of movies to watch. But it, there's a huge payoff because once Endgame came out, we didn't just we, we didn't wait for a DVD Blu-ray release. We were there opening night in the really big IMAX theater because we just had to see it. And I hope that with with Snyder Cut, I hope it does start some sort of Snyderverse. But I hope they also just learn to be a little more patient and just learn to start caring for these characters individually because the payoff at the end of the day is going to be great for fans like us. But it's also going to be great for like casual viewers like her and, and everyone mm. else in our friends and family. That they have to make money for the fight yeah. for the producers or whatever to care. I mean, mm-hmm. it has to be a financial success. It could be it could be a critical success, great. But if it doesn't make money, they're well, not. That's, gonna care. So that's where well, that's, that's where I think COVID nineteen and the whole streaming wars thing really falls into play, and why this thing even is officially coming out in the first place. Like had it not been for everybody being stuck at home and all theaters closing and everybody subscribing to Disney plus and binging the Mandalorian. I think that was a wake up call for, for DC and particularly not just for Warner brothers, but for AT&T in general to know that, Hey, Hey, we got this streaming thing coming out. What property do we have that can offer something substantial and new and has the potential to spin off a whole bunch of new content. And this was it. I mean, this is it. They already had it. They already had it in the can. Like they spend a few million dollars to finish it and find out what aspects of this version of these characters um, and this story connects most with audiences and then branch off from there. You've got uh, Green Lantern is supposedly coming back to Zack Snyder's Justice League. He was in there originally 
And it was in his plans to introduce it throughout the whole story arc and have him tease at the very first episode, cut that out. They had the Martian Manhunter was supposed to be in there, cut that out. Like there's so many other aspects of these characters that could have been set up in the entire payoff on. for the nightmare sequence. Right. Everything in the nightmare sequence. Like there's so much that could be done. And uh, part of this too is to be honest, and Marvel's done a pretty risky job at first by saying, Hey, we're going to take, several movies and dedicate one new character and really, really hope that it connects what connects well with audiences. Mm -hmm. Like I understand the risky component to that. They, they, they went for it, it pull, it paid off, but there's also something to be said about the wisdom of saying, Hey, we're going to introduce a few new characters into more of a, you know, compilation -y kind of film and see if they connect. If they do connect, if there's a lot of buzz, if people really love the character or that actor or that interpretation or whatever, let's use them some more in the future. If not, then okay, Civil we're War. done with that. Civil War introduced Spider Tom Holland's Spider-Man and right. introduced Black Panther. And look where those went. Right. Yeah. So, and, and now Marvel, because they built the base, they took the time. And, and Kevin Feige got control of the reins and was able to be patient and got the got the Russo brothers in and had a and a, had a consistent vision for the most part, yeah. um, and they had to tweak things along the way. They were successful, but that's and also because they had a studio that trusted them. That's true too. So you need all of that stuff right. for this to happen. And here's the and, and so here's here's where the really really ironic part about that and and the importance of that really comes into play. Christian is with with the DC properties. You had a studio that came in and made Zack Snyder's version of Batman v Superman worse. Yep. Like significantly worse. Made David released that in theaters. Work. And then they had a knee-jerk reaction to his vision of all of these characters in the Justice League based on the negative feedback that they received mm -hmm. from their messing with his original vision. Yep. You got, you got, so you got, the, you had like, the negative feedback from their Batman vs Superman. Right. They're messing in Suicide Squad. Right. You had you had three directors quit right. on Ezra Miller's Flash movie because exactly. of them. Exactly. So so all of this. Hey, people don't like these movies. We need to do something radical and and change course. It's like, well, no, you never really gave the directors and the official like people behind the vision of all of these characters in the yeah. first place the reins to make the actual version of it. That they were wanting so i mean there's a reason why looking at the other side of the fence you look at marvel and this doctor strange sequel is the first time they've ever had a director drop out hmm. every okay, other uh, ant-man ant-man edgar no, allen no, right the first well, one he, he he made the whole first one and then dropped out for the second one didn't he no he made he was starting to make edgar allen whatever i'm forgetting edgar Wright. yeah Edgar Wright was supposed to be director of Ant-Man 1, and at that time, Kevin Feige didn't have full control yet of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm. and he was clashing with the Marvel think tank. Mm. Kevin, it was like Kevin Bendis, um, and I forget some of the other bigwigs at Marvel, who were still in charge of the overall vision. Okay, okay. Um, and, that came, and that's why he originally dropped out of the Ant-Man okay. movie. And but we got the Ant-Man movie that we got. And eventually so Kevin well. Feige yeah. got control of Marvel 
and now we have what we have today. So you have two movies. Not very many directors. Ant-Man and the second Doctor Strange out of, what are are they at now, like 25? (laughs) And And how many different directors dropped out of just the Flash movie alone? Flash movie, you've got Joss Whedon leaving the Batgirl movie, which yeah. I'm totally cool with because it sounds like the guy's a douchebag. You've got you've got so. the, you've got the Cyborg movie that completely just disappeared because Joss Whedon made Cyborg irrelevant. Yeah, which League. apparently he was supposed to be the heart. He yeah. was like the core of the whole film, and it sounds yeah. amazing, and yeah. that never happened. So, no. yeah. So all that to say. I think there's no way that this can fail. And here's my here's my answer officially to your question, Christian. <laughs> it only has to be better than the theatrical version. Uh-huh. It already but, is. But by what metric? By the amount of hype and excitement that are surrounding it. That it, doesn't make already, money. It, yeah. It does. It, that doesn't it make money. Does. You got to make money. Here's how it, it makes money. How are you going to make service, money? It equals subscriptions, dude. That's the it thing. That's what we're trying to get at. The subscribers. Yeah. How many subscribers? And the subscribers and have already money? gone up significantly just since the announcement of it because all the Zack Snyder fans and Justice League fans. But how, like how, many people, but how many people are going to? I don't know the exact number. How many people are going hey, to? Hey, Joe, do an HBO Max subscription with me like no. Alberto and his buddy? Yeah. I'm saying how many Maybe. people are going <laughs> to illegally stream it? How many people are going to share subscriptions? Here's where the real Here's where the real potential is for this. It is not just a single one-off thing. It is something that sets up the franchise to go in radically different directions and possibilities that the entire universe hadn't had before. If it does good. Even if it sucks. Even if it sucks, there are still parts of it that if are going to connect it, with people sucks, and get buzzed. it's going to disappear. If it sucks, well, okay. we will never hear okay. from it again. Here's, here's, no, no, that's not the case. There's still, there can still be a part of it that connects with people. How many people are huge Star Wars fans and love the Mandalorian? And then how many people are aware of the Mandalorian as just being the baby Yoda show? You know what I mean? Like, but, it, but, doesn't but, 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 be, my wife it, it doesn't have to be... <laughs> but people, but people it liking it as the baby Yoda success. show doesn't, doesn't get them to want to watch the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. You have to... It has to... Like, just because you like one part of it doesn't mean you're going to then but follow the next one part thing of it becomes marketable, which becomes money. Does that make sense? Yeah, but, but how but much money are they going to be making off of Baby Yoda dolls in Christmas? Right. Tons, but that right? doesn't help them in the future. Well, it, here's so, the thing. Now, making money. That's the point. Someone Characters had marketable. That's the whole point. Someone had faith in the Mandalorian because, remember, you didn't see a Baby Yoda doll till after Christmas. Yeah, no, right. nobody, yeah. Yeah, because they wanted to keep that they wanted to keep that a secret. Right. And that's so the di- and that's the difference between trusting your show and just knowing what's going to be marketable. Right. Which is why Kathleen Kennedy is leaving just Star Wars. But that's another story. Yeah. I have a question that we don't yes. know. Yes. Who has HBO Max? Who has Disney Plus? Okay. How long has Disney Plus been out? Not that long. About a year? Half a year. Half right. a year. Yeah, about Six half months. a year. I got Disney Plus. That's, I'm, I, don't get me wrong. I understand what you're saying there, Joe. I understand completely what you're saying. 
How many of us have kids and got Disney Plus? Probably because of the kids. I got it from me, Dan. <laughs> you got it from me? Okay. I got it from me. Like, I have to watch it. That was just the bystanding. We watch Disney Plus in my house every single day. How many minutes of that is for me? Like zero. I watched The Mandalorian. I'm done with Disney Plus. Like I would have unsubscribed from it had what? I not had a three-year-old daughter. Dan Golson. For sure. You're about to open a whole other conversation. <laughs> save, save it for the Marvel episode. Save it for the Marvel <laughs> episode. Marvel episode, yes. Until they come out with more Marvel content, maybe then then I'd be curious about that's it. That's come, but hey, they're, they're finishing yeah, up uh, the, Winter, right. the Winter Soldier. Yeah. That's exactly. coming up, and that was why I that was the big reason I right. signed up for Disney Plus. So, so all that to say this: what what effect do we think that the whole um, campaign of cancel culture and everybody thinking, "Hey, this sucks. We need to redo it." I don't know. You, I feel like everybody's like jumping on that bandwagon now because after the Snyder Cut was officially announced, people are like, hey, see, we can do stuff. We can get things done. And I mean, the first big thing of it was Sonic. People hated hey, the design of Sonic and they got it No, fixed. but was that a ploy? Was that was that... a deal. Where it is. Yeah. No, right? but was Sonic, did they purposely no. make him look like a ding dong? Nope. So they can they, make money. No, I guarantee you 100% that studio. See how much they'd actually care because, about. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If they actually, if it was all a ploy, it, they wouldn't have had to delay the movie. They would have had the real one ready. Uh, they would have had it ready. That's a very they would have had the real one ready. They would have released that one to tease people. And then people were like, oh, change it, change it, change it. And then two weeks later, they're like, okay, here we changed it. Yeah. But the fact that they had to delay it for so long proves to me that they were ready for that to be the actual version. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, uh, before we jump into this, we've been talking for about an hour and 20 minutes. And uh, I think this is a good place to pause because cancel culture goes further back than just Sonic the Hedgehog. It goes all the way back to any of you guys play Mass Effect 3? No. Yeah, true. True. Mm-hmm. You're right. You remember what happened yeah. at the end of Mass Effect Three? Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. People lost their minds. Yeah. So then they had DLC come out and force every. Yeah, know, changed it. We're gonna change it for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I mean, that's. I mean, in my opinion, though, that was that bad. one is fair. The the Mass Effect one is a is a fair thing because you have years and Can years you? of. of of games being built up that say your choice matters, your choice matters, your choice matters. And then for the end of this saga to be something where None your choice matter. didn't matter at all. Yeah, right. That's a fair that's a fair thing to be upset about. Something mm-hmm. that you've sunk all this time into and have been told that everything you were doing made a difference and for it not to. But for these movies, just because you personally didn't like them doesn't mean the studio should go and sink another 200 million dollars in to make a new version right. of it so that like yeah. that that raises the idea of like okay so you've got just recently joel schumacher passed away and then they started announcing hey there's an extended cut of batman forever <laughs> with more jim carrey and a human-sized bat in there somewhere right and this uh was tweeted out officially by i don't know if you guys know thickless cage on uh, no he's, so he's the <laughs> so guy uh kevin smith his uh fat man um 
uh, Fat Man Returns or whatever his, his mm -hmm. podcast is. This is the co-host that he has okay. every time. Um, and he's like, I have it on very good authority that Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever 170 minute cut actually exists. And we just don't know if anybody's ever actually interested in actually seeing this version of the movie. Um, I'm curious what you guys think. Would you be curious? Would you be interested in seeing that movie? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would. I would want to see. You're asking if the we only want... thing you're asking is like, are you curious? Well, well, if you hit something underneath a cardboard box and says, "Don't look under here," <laughs> I would still want to know. What's That's a good point. Box. So yes, I guess the answer is yes. Uh, yeah, I right. think I'm in the minority here. You Maybe. don't want to see and, more no, bad no, 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 no. I want to see. Want to see it. No, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it might just be because when I was growing up too, I personally just really enjoy that movie as it is. I I just personally do. It exactly age well, but there is no. a. But you know what? For the time it came out, there's a the yeah. 90s, two yeah. early 2000s charm to it. Yeah, for, sure. for the time it came out, and for the yeah. audience it was aimed at. Charm. <laughs> like you think about that. That movie was not marketed for adult comic book fans. That movie was marketed for kids to sell totally. toys, to sell action figures. I had like, glass yeah. uh cups that I got from Walmart that were all like Batman, and then there was a Robin one, and yeah. yeah. I remember like, there was a I remember there was a board Robin game again. I used to play. Yeah, and it had like this little box that would play sound clips from the movie. And it would like you could like click different buttons to like change what sound was playing depending on what you were doing on the board game. And I just remember it was like it it, it blew my mind when I was a right. kid because it was like oh this is the movie but it's a game I can play. And so like for what it was and what it was trying to do, it did its job perfectly. Yeah, think of all the action figures they got to sell because of the new suits and the car and all that stuff. So. so I would be incredibly interested to see an extended cut, whether it's more serious, even if they were like, this version is more ridiculous. Yeah. Still give right. it to me. I don't know how it could be, but bigger bat nipples. Yes. Bigger bat nipples. Bigger bat nipples. Bat, bat nipples that when he gets punched, they become more prominent. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of that movie, for real, he's like, Alfred's just like, can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you? And he's all, I'll get drive through. You know, you're like, yeah. this is the kind of movie we're watching right now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Joe, would you see would you see more bat nipples? Oh, absolutely. I like bat nipples. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who, Who doesn't say bat nipples? Batman titty twister, right? So shifting to a slightly slightly more different kind of concept here, but in the same vein of uh alternate versions of movies that we never got to see. <sighs> nope, get it out of here. Cats movie, I don't even want to see that movie in the first place. The yeah, Cats movie came out. So here's what I'm saying, okay? Like the I think just for the just for the fun of it, I want to see that version over the one that was theatrical cut. I don't want to because I want to see I want to see I don't want to see the whole thing. No way. I will see maybe 30 seconds of that just to see that it's a thing. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to see the regular one. I didn't see the regular one. The, there's like some part deep back in the morbid curiosity of me that, <laughs> that would just like to see one screenshot from that film. I would be curious to see like, what. Just to see, you like, don't want to see it. Like, no. 
Just Dude, to see, like, how in-depth they went. To be the guy who had to edit all that effects out. No, how about the guy, the guy who had to, had to, to, had to, had to, to go to therapy yeah. for a week? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, the guy who had to put it in is the one I feel sorry for. Yeah. Because not only did he have to do it, but then it came out. Seriously. Then they I have had to see the buttholes all the time. Right. You're a Right. Yeah. You don't need to see that on high def. No, exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So all that to say, okay, so then that brings us maybe a little bit back to this. Airs cut of Suicide Squad. I know we talked about it already, but I would see. you, in, in the world of, okay, the Zack Snyder Justice League is coming out, if that version of the movie fits better with all of this stuff that is coming out, would you be interested in seeing that movie? I would I would be interested. I feel like I would need more concrete info on what is going to be different. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like with with Zack Snyder's Justice League, he, we spent so much time and he's given us so much info. You know, we know Darkseid, we know Martian Manhunter, we got a strong possibility of Green Lantern. We have a a, a more resolute ending from the nightmare sequence. We've got less comedy. We've got like we know that Whereas with the A or Suicide Squad, pretty much like we were mentioning earlier, we know we've got more Joker and maybe some other stuff. Like rumors here, rumors there, but we don't have any concrete info. Demons, officially. Yeah. So I would be interested in it, but I'm, I I'm would need to know I would, more. I would. I would want to know yeah. more, for sure. So. For the, even if they said to me, the only thing we're changing is giving you the full joker in it i'd be curious to at least watch it once yeah granted Just, i'm with i'm i don't remember what it was joe or bobby that said it i'm not a huge fan of jared leto's joker either but i i am willing to potentially attribute that to the fact that his performance was basically butchered i i understand the rumor at least is that his yeah. laugh and the way that he laughed he couldn't get it right so that's why they tattooed the smile on his face, as he should. He just couldn't get it right. Here's, and here's my question: I guess that's one way to get around it. Isn't that the? <laughs> shouldn't that be the first thing? It kind of when, when you're when you're casting a Joker. It it walk in sh- first thing you do is yeah. laugh at everybody maniacally, and if you right. freak everyone out, you're in the running. Like like okay, I don't know. Have any of you guys watched the full? Um, Gotham TV series that just was recently over the last few years. I'm I fucked. watched it. I watched all the major plot points. Which okay. is, is it or is it not officially the Joker in that? I, I mean, there's still debate for that. There's the thing. Well, that's the thing. It's kind of like like how they made the CW take the Suicide Squad out. They wouldn't ever. They didn't ever give them the license to call him the Joker. Right. Even at the very end, he was only referred to as Mr. J. That was kind of like the closest we ever got. Yeah, and then at the very very end, you had that kind of like the flash forward where he's like the deranged, like stringy hair, all that stuff. Yeah, but he was supposed to be a one-off side character. Yeah, and he just rolled with what they gave him, and it—he was so popular. People were like, "Oh, maybe he's the Joker. Maybe he's this." And he wasn't even supposed to be at that point. Yeah. And so, he was so popular, and, and he embodied that role, and he just went with it. And so that should be what you – like, when when you're casting somebody, 
it should be about the person who can embody that role. And I feel like nowadays, all people care about is, oh, who's the biggest star power we can bring to the movie? Yeah. So what did you guys think then about Ezra Miller and The Flash as The Flash? Because that seems to be like that movie coming out is like central to the future of this entire franchise. Did you like Ezra Miller as The Flash or not really? I did. Yeah. I like it. It's funny. There's a humor component to it for sure that I thought was more in touch with like the cartoons from the 90s. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it a lot. I I liked it. I didn't love it. Okay. Granted, that could have been because of the portrayal in Justice League. Mm-hmm. It made him out to be kind of a wimp. Like yeah. it for this person who is has these powers. And I get he was supposed to be kind of newer to the powers, but it made him kind of a, like a, a baby. You know, like it, yeah. I didn't take him seriously. He seemed like a badass in, in the suicide squad movie. Cause he showed up in suicide squad. Right. Yeah. And, Boomerang right. man, and it's kind of yeah. like, Oh, and, and now you change like his character Batman in Batman versus Superman. Right. Yeah. 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 The first two appearances of him, I was in. That first appearance in Batman vs Superman, that mo- the that is that moment, that first appearance of him in Batman vs Superman is one of those things that I wish I could go back and experience for the first time again. I saw that and was like, "Shut up! It's the Flash! No yeah. way!" Because that that whole sequence, that the Batcave leading into the nightmare sequence, leading into the Flash appearance, and that's why I love Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like, that's what we're getting, dude. That's what we're getting. Yeah. But again, so if 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 his portrayal is more of that, then I'm in. Yeah. But if his portrayal is closer to that, just like I get the Flash is supposed provided, to be funny. Provided he's on the show, provided he's in the movie, though, because I mean the whole like he choked somebody apparently. That dude. Okay, that entire video looks staged to me. It, it looks really staged. Does. It also looks kind of messed up. I don't know. Like I don't know what to make of it. People were taking it pretty seriously. He was choking somebody, and now they're yeah. wondering whether or not he's even going to be in the franchise. Here's the thing. I feel I like that was so long ago now at this point. If it was legit, he'd already been fired. Yeah, probably. Wait a minute. What? What happened? Ezra Miller. You you must have missed that. So Ezra Miller, this was, well, like three uh, months ago, four months ago? I, no, it was before the quarantine. Was it before the COVID quarantine yes 100 percent. i feel like it was like I'll november december last year we'll yeah like six to eight months ago video footage came out about him get, uh choking a fan like choking them out the idea was okay is this like a joke that he's stunned like serious is it like they're like play Cause like because like he looked he looked wasted flash, you like, know? like he looked like he was drunk off his rear end was it and serious? Not serious, like you just don't know. Take it serious, you know. Like it, there's a lot of questions about it, and he kind of went ghost protocol for a while after that. Um, and now there's no official ruling on whether or not he is or isn't going to be connected with the character. I think they're they're hoping that people stop talking about that and just. I didn't even know about it. Yeah. So (laughs) um, he's like unfazed. And so with that, maybe we'll move on to talking about something else. Um, All of the cancer culture stuff, though, raises a question that I think we'll get to more for next week's episode. And that is, bam. 
Thank God. Star Wars. Thank God. Possibly getting rid of Kathleen Kennedy um, and resetting the entire franchise or at least the prequel. Like, Everything that I've heard trilogy, like says resetting from Force now. Awakens. That's, that's everything I've heard. Like cancel culture what? again. Resetting like, from Force Awakens. Everybody, right, that's so what I've that, heard. Yeah, getting rid of Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. That's everything I've heard. I'm okay with that. And they've used and they have a means because if has anyone seen the Rebel series? Not yet. I'm it's working my way there. Not much. So if you watch Rebel series, there's a point where they do introduce a concept called the Veil of a Force, where you can go into time and mess with it. So there's now canon you can't mess with it but we can talk about not about the how they can do it from a from a story point but should they do it right do they need to do this can they just what are they doing with the mandalorian how is it going to fit when with you can't the mandalorian the ahsoka tano show is it going to fit with the new series but again that's probably something for next week we can talk about yeah we'll we'll dive more into the star wars conversation and what everybody thought about Force Awakens, Last Jedi. I'll leave this here just to annoy to annoy Dan before we sign off and before we get ready for next week. I yeah. enjoyed the new trilogy. Oh, I see how it is. All right. <laughs> um, we'll dive into that next week. Um, so we're gonna end. We're gonna end with a segment: the pointless debate. <laughs> This week's pointless debate, I'm not going to give the topic yet. I'm not going to give the topic yet. I want to hear from each of you guys. I've got a number in my head, one through ten. And I need to hear from each of you which one you think it is. And that person, we'll work through it. I I got a number, one through ten. One through ten. Four. I'm seven. Four. Two. I'm four. Oh, fine. Um, uh, I already picked four. He already said four, Alberto. What? I said it first. Darn it. It's That's fine. It's fine. I for, no, I had, I had it. It's a number. Up, it's a number. Don't worry. I'll fine. just eight. I'll just eight. <laughs> okay. Well, the number was four. So. Oh, And I need to know. <laughs> you know what? It's fine. Me and I'll, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just pick Alberto as my teammate. And then I'll give. I picked it because that person is going to pick. Uh, are you going to be arguing for or against? I'm not telling you what the topic is. I want you to decide. Alberto, for. take it. Go ahead. I'll go. Okay. You take it. Um, let me do against. Against. Alberto yeah. to be arguing against. And who is your partner going to be? Christian. Christian. All right. <laughs> Christian and Alberto are arguing against. Okay. Joe and Bobby going to be arguing for I think Joe and I Joe and I we kind of bonded over yeah. Facebook Messenger. So I think I think we got a good bond going. So <laughs> we got my okay. like with courage. We're good. We've, we've got we've got age versus Heck beauty. Sure. Age <laughs> versus beauty. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we kind of already so um we're already in our late 30s versus you guys. You guys are in your late, late 20s. 20s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who is going to be going first? We're splitting this up into two rounds. Um, so we're the four people, and you guys are the against? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there is the opening and closing argument. So who is going to make the opening argument on your team, and who's going to make the closing argument? 
All right, we got. I'll make the opening for our show. Okay, doing opening argument. Alberto, I'll let you pick, buddy. Whatever you want. Um, I'll do opening. I have no idea right. where it's going to go, but yeah, I'll Alberto, do it. Do opening. All right. All right, gentlemen. We have cut out both Christian and Bobby. They cannot <laughs> say anything to either teammate. Oh wow! Okay. Only hear the conversation that is happening, and you guys, we can't hear them either. So they could be calling us a bunch of a holes or something, and uh, we. <laughs> Wouldn't know any different. Um, here is the topic. Mashed potatoes are just Irish guacamole. Oh. <laughs> Alberto, what I love your reaction. Why 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 such a why such a reaction? All right. Uh Dan, I I'm just gonna say it. Um mashed potatoes growing up Hispanic. They came in our house twice a year, tops. So. <laughs> there we go. So they're just Irish guacamole. That's the statement. So, so Alberto, are you arguing for or against? Uh, we were against. Against. Yeah. Okay. So, what is the uh, reason I was late for today? I was eating guacamole, and I know for a fact I enjoyed my guacamole that my sister made with lime, right. cilantro, tomatoes, and everything else in between, a hundred times more than just white pasty potatoes being right. squished by a flat spoon so here's here's how this is going to go joe is going to go first he is going to get two minutes okay i'm arguing for right i i believe so right yeah, okay i just want to make yeah. sure you are arguing for the fact that mashed potatoes are just irish guacamole and alberto is saying no, they're not. <laughs> okay. And I will be jumping in at the end of two minutes to cut you off, Joe. Okay, good. Are out. Ready? Yeah. Irish potatoes from the land of Ireland. Heritage. My heritage. Brought over 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 the seas. Um, the great. Potato famine affected my people, and we've formulated the perfect spud. And that's mashed potatoes. You can put garlic <laughs> in them. You can put butter in them. You can, you can even put um, what, what is it? Parsley on top of them. You can eat them when you have a toothache. You can eat them when you have no teeth. You can eat them through a straw. Mashed potatoes for all. <laughs> nice jingle. <laughs> um, they're easy to make. They can make under one minute. You can buy a pack, and they don't cost very much. Um, you can put, you can put, you use them for Thanksgiving, you can, Christmas, Easter. Uh, I had mashed potatoes tonight as a staple for most people from Ireland. <laughs> um, Actually, I'm a big fan of mashed potatoes because I eat them quite often. I have I have three minute mashed potato packages that I could throw in a microwave and eat them for lunch. Uh, they're only uh, they're only 130 calories each. They're buttered, uh, home home style mashed potatoes. Actually, uh, I recommend them to all. You can dip turkey in them. You can dip chicken in them. You can dip deer meat in them. Also, you come with condiments, gravy. Oh my gosh, good gravy! 
Brown gravy, white gravy, mashed potatoes and gravy, a staple for all. There you go. All right. All right. So that was basically, uh, it sounded like you were just like riffing on why mashed potatoes were amazing. Uh, okay. Um, all right, Alberto. All right. You've heard, you've heard the opening arguments of uh, Joe basically trying to lay out why mashed potatoes are just uh, just Irish guacamole. Um, what say you, sir? All right. So, um, Irish mashed potatoes are not like guacamole. For starters, uh, guacamole actually tastes good. Uh, you don't have to put butter and salt and parsley and a hundred other things in it. You can eat guacamole in different pre-made packages or homemade, and it's delicious. Um, you can dip a lot of things into it, but there's a lot of things that it shouldn't be dipped into. Um, so, for starters, when it comes to guacamole, it's so synonymous to go with chips, so synonymous to go with tortillas. You can put it with on the side to your steak and your chicken, uh, so much to the point synonymous specifically with chips that Doritos made their guacamole flavored, and so did a lot of other companies. Uh, there hasn't been a mashed potato chip. There hasn't been a mashed potato taco. Uh, closest thing is Taco Bell where they put cubed potatoes in there. And even that just kind of feels weird and wrong. So guacamole is a staple in my home. Uh, it's here Monday through Friday, and it's not going to be gone anytime soon. But you mentioned health. You mentioned the calorie intake for mashed potatoes. When I went to the doctor and I was first uh, starting to lose all my weight. He told me, hey, buddy, you're, you're really overweight. You need to cut the starch food. And the first thing a doctor, medical license expert, said to cut, potatoes. So any, any sort of potatoes, turns out it's just going to make your pants tighter, your shirt smaller, and your butt flappier. But guacamole, though, is healthy tomatoes, cilantro, chopped onions, guacamole, healthy fats, even half of it, same calories, good amount of fats for the day. It's like eating a handful of almonds. Uh, spicy guacamole, here to add spice to your life and not to add numbers to your weight. <laughs> All right, there we go. That was the pointless debate, round number one. Let me uh, get up the, uh, well, let me, hang on, hang on. There, okay, there we are. Okay, that was interesting. And also pointless. <laughs> the, the, the whole point of the argument. Um, okay. Um, who's next? We got uh, Bobby and, uh, and Christian. Who's arguing for? Who's arguing against? I am against. I am for it. Christian, would you like to go first? No, no, please, please. So, right. okay, well, so Bobby, you are for? I'm I'm for this. Look, okay. mashed potatoes are just Irish guacamole. As a pretend Irishman, I put this on everything. Guacamole is just a ripoff of mashed potatoes. Really, it's just green mashed potatoes. Well, uh, guacamole is. I mean, and really, if you think about it, even Guinness is just Irish tequila.
Alrighty, so it looks like um, Christian is uh, being given the floor. If that's all Bobby's got, that's totally okay. You don't have to use your full two minutes. Christian looks like he's warming up in the bullpen here. Alrighty, sir. Two minutes starts now. So you're going to sit here and try to tell me that you think mashed potatoes are Irish guacamole. You're going to honestly yes. tell me you believe that. I do. Listen, I put it on everything. Listen, I like mashed potatoes. I love mashed potatoes. I'm not honestly a big guacamole fan, but to sit here and say that mashed potatoes are even the same category of food as guacamole is just ignorant. Scientifically. Scientifically speaking, baby food is the same category. That's not what we're saying. Mm. Mashed, potato mashed potatoes is one item mashed up. Guacamole is a mixture of many different things put together so to create something new. No, no. Mashed potatoes does not require anything other than a potato. You haven't cooked good mashed potatoes, though. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying that most people don't put any things in. But, but the, the definition of a mashed potato is just a potato. The definition of guacamole is you got your avocados, you got your cilantro, you got your lime, you got jalapenos, you got all sorts of stuff mixed in there. And you're not making good mashed potatoes, then. I'm not saying I don't. I'm, I don't. I don't cook mashed potatoes. I buy my mashed potatoes prepared. Then your point. Then your point. Then your point is mute. Then because you haven't made both. I'm not saying I'm cooking. I'm saying that you can make mashed potatoes with just a potato. You can't make guacamole with just avocados. I so can't. Therefore, therefore, they're not the same thing. You're just having avoc You're just having mashed avocados. You're having Mexican mm. mashed potatoes. You have mashed potatoes. That's not Irish guacamole. End of story. Irish mashed potatoes came first. Mm, boom. Okay. Alrighty. That was. Uh, let me get rid of this graphic here. That was. Um, that was the most incredibly pointless conversation I have heard in quite a while. That was. Um, that was interesting. Okay. I will probably have to sh get a ruling on here. If I'm the moderator, if I'm the moderator, do I also have to be the judge? Do I? Yeah, that's how it works. Ruling. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, what did I get myself into? Uh, it was rude. I will. It was. I was rude to Christian. I was interrupting him, and he didn't interrupt. It's me. true. So I'm, I was. I, I noticed that. I was really so. close to just. You know what that is? That's yeah. the, that's the sign of somebody who wasn't confident in their point. <laughs> I was just manager. <laughs> I was uh, I was close to just hitting that little mute button there, but I figured eh, let's see where this goes. We, we were having fine. fun, Chris. You were good. You were good. Sport. He just he helped. He helped me prove my point. That's all. I, I um okay. So here's my ruling. Based on the arguments presented, mashed potatoes are definitely not just Irish guacamole. All right. For sure. All right. <laughs> good job. It was, yeah. I mean, One for the good guys. I think, Christian, to be honest with you, you made a pretty strong argument that you could make mashed potatoes out of just potatoes. Yeah. That's all you need, all technically. You need. If you're going to make guacamole, you need more than just avocados. Yep. That was a good point. Are they good mashed potatoes? That wasn't the question. Probably not. That's a very good point. So, um, 
thank you so much for enjoying this lovely and pointless debate on uh, on that. Who uh, who are we going to have be the moderator next week? Should we, we do can, like uh, Joe? Joe's going to be the moderator for the argument or the the argument. You got to pick the topic. Yeah, gotcha. Don't tell us what it is. It can be something <laughs> stupid like this. It can be something. It can serious. be something nerdy related. Make sure it is absolutely and utterly pointless. Okay. There is no point to having an argument about it, but we're going to dunk on We're going to do it anyway. I come up with a pointless argument about women. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Bad <laughs> Cave Mondays. <laughs> two out of two episodes ever made. Yeah, the, the first <laughs> you know what? ever you know what? and the, the last The cancel culture episode next week will fit in really nicely. Yeah, yeah. right? No. Make it Definitely. Seriously. We should have that episode with all the wives behind. Yeah, her. yeah, exactly. I'm gonna have if you do that, you need to be having her sit right behind you, Joe, um, as you are coming up with this question. That yeah, she'll have like you know you came slowly. up with. Yeah, she's good with a sword. She'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, of course. Cool. Um, any uh, any final parting thoughts here? Before we wrap it up, final thought is I'm excited for next week. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good conversation. I think so. Star Wars is going to bring a very interesting. People get fired up about Star Wars. People do get fired up about Star Wars. And I know you in particular get very fired up about Star Wars. Big time. I'm a rabble rounder on this topic. So when you were talking about when you saw. Can I ask you a question? What is your favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, that's a great question to ask. Let's go. Let's go like around everybody. That'll be a great way to kind of set up. Yeah, you're to do top three Star Wars movies. Let's do that. Top okay. three. Okay, Star so, Wars movies because everybody kind of usually agrees on the top one. Are we talking top three Star just Wars? Just the movies? saga. Or are we talking any Star Wars film? Any Star Wars movie. The movie. Any Star Wars movie. Okay. Any Star Wars movie. Anything that was theatrically released. Okay. Anything like, you know, the holiday special, if that's your favorite, well, that wasn't in theaters. So we're not okay. counting that. So I have just been recently, I'm still in the process of it, chipping away at rewatching every Star Wars film. I've gotten through the, the prequel trilogy. I've gotten through Rogue One. I've gotten through Solo. And I've gotten through most of the way of A New Hope. It's been a while since I've watched five or six. And then obviously seven, eight, and nine most recently. So they're pretty fresh in the memory as well. Right. Me personally, and it could be age bias, could be from when I was coming out. And that's fine. And that's fine. Ep- that's why I was asking the question. Episode three is my personal favorite Star Wars movie. I think it's... It, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. It okay. is you got the 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 cinematics are fantastic. It out of the out of the prequel trilogy, it has the best CGI, which isn't saying much. Most of the prequel trilogy had pretty terrible CGI. But it I think it was good for its time. Yeah, for its, for its time. time, it was fantastic. For its time. Okay. So episode three would be yeah. your first. Three would be my first. I would have to say. Empire Strikes Back would probably be my second. And then I personally, I really, really enjoyed Solo. Wow. 
Okay. I think Solo would be three for me. You know, I, I can, I, I respect Solo. I respect that. I, think, I did enjoy right. that movie too. I think you got what, your what are your top three? I'm going to say Empire is my top, hands down. And that will go, and that will flip flop between A New Hope because those were the first, those are what I saw. That's what I fell in love with. Um, you know, and then I'm going to say Return of the Jedi. As you know, the original so all trilogy, three of the original trilogy, all three of the original trilogies, okay. and I like all the movies. I mean, <clears throat> and I've been rewatching their prequels. You know, there's a lot of disdain. There's a lot of bad writing. There's a lot of things I don't like the prequels, but on, on there is a level I do enjoy the prequels. Right. Um, but Roto? yeah, I think the original trilogy is my my top three. All right, uh, top three. Um, let me just start off by saying I, I feel like I offended Dan last last week when I was talking to him about Star Wars and I told him I just watched the original trilogy only a few years back. And he goes, what? Only a few years ago? I never grew up. I was with very the surprised trilogy. when you told me that. I, was very <laughs> I, I never grew up with the original trilogy in, um, in the home. Just like Christian, I grew up when the prequel trilogy was out. So, of course, I saw the prequel and then the the sequel trilogy was about to come out and I was like, well, I might as well watch the original, the originals, which was the middle trilogy and just see what's, what's the big hype about and ended up seeing them. And I ended up enjoying pretty much all of them. Um, but top three though, hands down it's episode five. Um, I recently rewatched everything because I was rewatching the movie with my girlfriend, rewatching just the entire uh, series with her. So that we can get caught up before episode nine. And even when rewatching everything, episode five is still an absolute favorite, followed by Empire. To, um, yeah, Empire, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Empire. No, just so I'm making sure for the yeah. for the viewers. No, no, sure. Empire, episode seven, uh, Force Awakens. I loved it because I liked New Hope. Um, I'm just going to be honest though, rewatching it in 2019 when I did, uh, New Hope has not aged incredibly well with its pacing. And I feel, and despite the criticism of Episode Seven: Force Awaken being just a remake, that was fine for me because I didn't even grow up with the original. So I and that's, know fair, and that's fair. I see that. That's, that's a that. great. That's a great point. That's a great so, point. Yeah. So like Episode Seven in my eyes was probably what Episode Four, New Hope was for um, older fans and whatnot. So uh, I loved Episode Seven, and third place would be Rogue One. I okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was great. That was a good one. Yeah. No. All righty, Joe. Mine was Return of the Jedi. Your number one or three? For my number one was Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And okay. uh, my number two is Return of the Ewoks. Yeah. My <laughs> All right. Ewoks. What are you talking about? We're talking about Slave Leia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look behind me. My wife's behind me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking over uh, your shoulder. Yeah. Number two would be uh, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. And number three would be uh, Rogue One. Right. The way Rogue One ended was phenomenal. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I, I was next to Dan. We both saw Rogue One together. And we were just geeking out at every single moment. And when Darth Vader came out... I think we both screamed like little girls, or even and even when Leia came out too, we were both like, 
we were i think we we both left the theater very happy there there was a really cool cut that somebody threw on youtube i think a few people have done it now of um uh merging the end of rogue one directly into the beginning of a new hope and it is absolutely seamless like mm -hmm. Completely so well, aside from the, the special effects difference. <laughs> no, even then it's, no, like, it's, pretty, yeah. it's pretty close. Perfect. So. Dan, you're the only one that's left. What do you got? Oh, I still have to give mine. Um I'm the I'm the guy that's gonna be getting all the hate. Um he's like episode one. <laughs> He's gonna say, no, no, no. Oh, wait, 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 Dan, I'm gonna predict Dan. It's gonna be Rogue One, it's gonna be The Last Jedi, and it's gonna be Empire. That's gonna be my prediction. I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. <laughs> I'm gonna agree because I've had I'm gonna agree. And I, I don't, yeah, I think it's gonna be those, I think it's gonna be at least those, at least Rogue Somebody, One and Last Jedi. You're close. You're very close. Strike that, reverse it. It is Empire. Mm -hmm. Then the Last Jedi, then Rogue One. See, I... <laughs> and I just made Christian really, really mad. <laughs> just the fact because we've had this discussion, and I'm going to say it for next week. Your your just blind love of the Last Jedi. Oh, don't even get me started, dude. Don't even get me started. We are going to save this for next week. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to leave you on one question too for you guys to think about for next week. Mm. Okay. If the if Rogue One got rid of the last twenty minutes, it's the worst Star Wars movie ever. Shut up! No, it's not. Not even close. The worst Star Wars no. movie ever without the last twenty minutes. No. no. Everything before they land on the planet. Bill, the worst. The it's the worst Star Wars movie ever. Everything that makes the original trilogy even better. I think what it does. Yeah, yeah. I, I disagree. We're going to have table conversation. My personal we're opinion. Two minutes out. Fine. Two hour deadline here, and uh, and and so. Wait a second. That wasn't a question. That was a stab at all of our hearts. That was you know question. You like solo. He waited. He waited <laughs> until we put the Rogue One in our top three, and then he just went sheep. <laughs> See, yeah. Solo isn't one of my top favorite movies, but I get where he's coming from. But I think Solo did the same thing that Rogue One did. It built upon the original trilogy, and it showed the nitty-grittiness, which we all loved about the original trilogy. Uh -huh. I didn't even finish it, but I'll tell you what. By next weekend, I will watch it for you, Christian. Thank you. Thank you. You'll watch what? What are you going to watch, Joe? Solo. You're going to watch Solo? I I couldn't even finish it. I, I, it's boring. It has gotten significantly better the more I see it. Yeah, I, I personally, I will drink a fifth of whiskey and watch it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Only there a fifth. I want to. I'm joking, Dad. If you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for the wonderful chat. Thank you, guys. We're gonna be fired up. This is gonna be interesting. And we got some interesting nerdy gaming news too. I think that we can probably chat about next week too with two new oh, yeah. coming out. So um, exciting stuff. So have a wonderful night, everybody. See y'all next week. Guys, have a good night. See you next week. Have a good night. Later.